Um, I think Matt knew I was going to do this, but uh, uh, most of you probably know this, but Matt is um, about to transition out of college ministry. He's about to, uh, I know, it's a sad, sad time, but um, Matt is about to take on a new role here at Grace as a communications pastor, and uh, really excited for him, but sadly, this is his last Sunday with us, and so... Um, last night, uh, the college staff, we got a chance to honor him along with some of our other GBC staff, former interns, and we had a big party for Matt and just said a, a lot of a great things about him and, and, and honored him because um, he is great and uh, we love him. And this morning, we just wanted to take a moment to honor Matt, to thank him. Uh, most of you probably don't know this, but I, let's see, we've been working together for nine years now, and uh, I started actually with worship here under Matt's leadership on the worship team. Matt used to lead worship for the college ministry, and uh, back then the band was, was called uh, Lil Maddie Morton and the Jelly Rolls. So I, uh, I had the privilege of being a Jelly Roll under Matt's, <laughs> under Matt's leadership, and um, I've learned a lot from Matt over the years. And In fact, I can, I can say I, I wouldn't probably be here in ministry and leading worship if it weren't for this guy. And um, I know that... Uh, all of us are just privileged. I know I personally am just blessed to be able to call you a friend, Matt. I know that all of us are privileged to sit under your leadership week in and week out and hear you speak the word and hear you just impart wisdom from the word of God. And, and uh, you not only uh, do that well, you have some of the most funny, memorable stories that I think we've ever heard. And um, as you depart, you're leaving us with a wealth of uh, just hilarious stories. But I think more than that, Matt, you... Um, you're just wise in, as you deliver the word, and you deliver it with such wisdom, with such skill, and we've been able to, to sit under that leadership week in and week out. I'm going to miss tag-teaming with you each week for Sunday mornings, and uh, I'm really going to miss that. hope to get to do that soon with you. Matt, not only do you uh, preach and deliver the truth, you, uh, you live it out as well, and I, I respect you, uh, love you, brother, and uh, we are really going to miss you. Um, as you guys think about it uh, today, before you leave, come up, tell Matt thank you. He really has done a great job. God has used him powerfully. I know it might make him feel uncomfortable because he, he knows that it's God who's using him. It's not him. It's not anything he has done. But it's God through him. And uh, he's, he's humble like that. But come and tell him thank you. If you uh, think about it this week, shoot him an email or a note of encouragement. He hasn't asked me to, to tell you that, but I am, I am encouraging you guys uh, Matt's really invested uh, so much of his time, his energy, his passions, his gifts, joys, tears at times into this ministry. He loves you all. He loves college students. He loves this ministry. And uh, Matt, just want to want to thank you guys. Let, let's just thank Matt for his his years of service here. So. I'm just going to take a moment. Um, join me as we just pray for Matt, okay? Father, thank you so much for this man that, that I stand beside. Thank you uh, for his leadership. Thank you for his friendship. Thank you for how you've used him over nine plus years of ministry here at Grace. You've just used him so powerfully. You've done amazing things in and through Matt. And I'm just grateful to know him. And I know that we are all privileged to have sat under his teaching, his leadership for these many years. Um, 
Father, we are grateful, although it's bittersweet as Matt heads on to this next chapter of ministry, um, we're grateful for that. Um, we're, we're sad to, to see him go, and, um, and uh, it's, it'll never be the same, Lord. We thank you for uh, what he's built into this ministry, and that will remain and carry on. And Father, we do pray that you would use him powerfully in his new role. Uh, God, as a, as a ministry, as a college ministry, even all of us here gathered, we send him out uh, just with thankful hearts, with grateful hearts to you. And we continue to pray that you'd use him for your glory and your name. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And guys, Matt really loves hugs as well. So if you want to come up and give him a hug afterwards, he'll love you forever. So, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. That was very kind. I was listening to a talk a couple of weeks ago by Howard Hendricks, who was one of my seminary professors and mentors. And he got up to speak at the beginning of this talk, and he turned to the man who introduced him, and he said, Bob... I hope God will forgive you for saying such nice things about me. And everybody kind of laughed and he said, and I hope God will forgive me for enjoying it so much. So it is encouraging to have been a part of this ministry and to have been a part of your lives. I'm not leaving Grace. I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, I will be here. Y'all will still see me and I'll still have the opportunity to teach over here from time to time, over in the main services as well but transitioning to a new role at this church. And so I'll talk about that in a few minutes. But uh, before that, before I talk, on the last Sunday of every spring semester, we give an opportunity to a couple of seniors who are graduating to share what God has done in their life throughout college, uh, what he is doing as well and what they hope he'll continue to do. Um, Because you in this room are the reason that we exist as a ministry, and so we want to have an opportunity to celebrate with y'all. And so we have asked a couple of people to come up and share with us this morning some thoughts about what God has done, and then also some words of wisdom for those who are going through college. And so first we have Colin Spindle, who's going to come up and talk for just a minute, and I'm excited to hear what he has to say. All right. Thank you so much, Matt. Yes, my name is Colin, and I am graduating, hopefully, on Saturday walking across the stage with a, a major in recreation, park, and tourism sciences with youth development. The best major ever. Heard one. Whoop. Awesome. And so I, I'm, I'm super excited about that, but I, I do feel privileged uh, and humbled to just share a couple things that um, I've gotten to do while I'm here. Grace has been a huge blessing in my life, and so getting to share these opportunities is, is a real privilege. So the first one that I'd like to share with you was Dulos. Uh, if any of y'all are Dulos out there... Some of you, if you're sophomores, need to push, but I won't make you. So Dulos was a, a super awesome experience for me because I got a part of, of a transformational community. Uh, there are people around me who were studying the Word, and they were living it out uh, in a way that I hadn't seen before. And specifically, I had a man, uh, Derek Sutt, who discipled me in a, a relationship that I really value. And some people know Derek, and he is. He's awesome. This year, I've gotten the opportunity to serve on the International Student Outreach team here at Grace, which is so much fun. It is the best. Uh, And and so I do want to put in a little plug for conversation partners. If you're looking to meet with an international student uh, once a week and develop a relationship with them, hopefully share the gospel with them, I really encourage you to do that. Uh, And it's Friends in America. I think there's a slide maybe at the end that they'll be going through that you can sign up and do that next year. It's really awesome. What's cool about A&M is that, you know, in the Great Commission, it tells us to go make disciples of all nations. 
But we have the nations coming to us, and we get an opportunity to share with them, and then ultimately they won't uh, live here forever, but they'll get to go back home. And so we can share the gospel of Christ uh, in a unique and special way. And so I encourage you to, to, to do that. Um, another opportunity that I got to do was go on a vision trip with Grace to East Asia. And that was, I'm getting whoops and everything, so this is awesome. Uh, so East Asia was, was super neat. Uh, at first, uh, the different regions, I was like, East Asia, yeah, I don't really know. And I don't, I don't necessarily want to go there, uh, but I wanted to do this, this vision trip. It was really strategic for me to, to get to see what, what missions was all about um, globally. And then I found out I was going to East Asia. Uh, and it was really cool for God to change my heart and see that I do. I love that culture, and I love those people and, and who they were and how God got to use me. He worked in and, and through me there. And so that was really neat. So any opportunity you have to, to go um, and be selfless, to, to go across um, overseas and, and do stint, or if you're going to go and do a summer project, uh, those opportunities are kind of wrapping up now for this year. They're about to go off, but I encourage you next year to do that. Or, and I know there's all these internships, all these things that you need to be doing in college, and you have that pressure, uh, but really have an internal perspective here, guys, and see what is important. Um, and so find somebody who's, who's done that and really talk to them about that. Last thing that I kind of wanted to share and unpack was something that my college professor recently shared about leaving A&M, and, and I thought it was really valuable. Uh, he said this. It's an aphorism that says, it's not about the grades you make. It's all about the hands you shake. And so a little caveat, as you get into finals, strive for excellence. And actually, I do the grades. Like Studying is important. It's really important, and I encourage you to do that well. However, relationships are super important. We um, get to love and serve a very relational God, a relational Father, uh, and he works through that in powerful, powerful ways. And so kind of what I'd like to unpack for you is, and we see that in 1 Corinthians 1.9, that it says that God calls us into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, uh, and that he's faithful to each and every one of us. So uh, ways that you can do that is find a mentor, find somebody who loves you. They'll give you truth. They will walk through the word of God with you. Somebody who will uh, ultimately share their life with you. I encourage you to find someone like that. Even if you are going into your senior year, a year's worth of it is is just important and good. And I saw the power of that in my life, and, and I'm super thankful for it. Um, I would say surround yourself with believers. Your intimate, closest group of friends should be those who uh, encourage you and they sharpen you and they're people that will ultimately point you to Christ. And so you need that. Uh, I would encourage you as, as you seek for a mentor, you need to find someone to mentor yourself. Multiply yourself and others. Uh, I love that Grace's uh, mission statement is to raise up leaders, uh, the, the next generation of leaders so that we can reach this world for Christ. And that's something that has impacted me. And I think it's important for all of you to know that that is our mission um, so that Jesus can be known, and we do that by teaching other people about this. But most of all, in, in any relationships, hands you shake, anything, it, it, it doesn't matter unless you have a relationship with Jesus. And that's the most important thing, that you know him. Um, he has significantly changed my life. And so I just encourage you to, to talk with someone about that. If, if, you, if you're coming today um, and, and you don't know who he is and how ultimately we need him, because we're sinful. We're sinful, and Romans 3.23 tells us that, 
They all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But through Christ, we can know God and we can um, understand his goodness and that we can be with him forever. Um, so I'd encourage you to, to consider that and to look at that. Um, it's the most important thing that you can know. So that's all that I have. And next we'll have Kaylee Harper come and speak. So here's Kaylee. All right. Well, um, like Colin said, let's give a round of applause for Colin. He's pretty hilarious. He's a pretty funny guy. Um, but yeah, my name is Kaylee Harper. I'm a senior marketing major. And unlike Colin, my story is a little different. I didn't get involved in Grace until uh, the end of my sophomore year, into my junior year. And, you know, I started out and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to get really involved with my sorority. And, like, I love my church, but that's not really where I'm going to pour out. And slowly but surely, Grace just sucked me right on in. And so here I am. Um, involved and loved it. This church has been such an incredible blessing in my life. And um, yeah, just like Colin did, I'm going to share some of that. I started out getting involved with Grace Kids, actually, and I'd really encourage you to do that. Yeah, whoop for Grace Kids. Come on, guys. And uh, with that, just really learned that the gospel is so simple. And as we get into college, we try to complicate things a lot. But the gospel is so simple, and the lessons that Jesus has to teach us are so simple. Simple things like we are created to be creative, so use your gifts for the glory of the Lord. Um, and so I was really blessed through that ministry. I then moved on to be a growth group leader and got to pour into a lot of girls. And I think that a lot of people, you walk in, you're like, okay, I'm going to teach a Bible study. And I'm supposed to like impart all of this wisdom and just sit there for like a lecture for an hour and be like, here's everything I know about the Bible. Um, but I soon found out that it wasn't about that and that being a good Bible study leader meant asking questions and getting people to find the answer and pointing them towards scripture. So I would just encourage you, um, if you've ever wanted to do that but felt like maybe you weren't there to just give it a try because there are people who will show you how to do that well. And then lastly, I did evangelism team this semester with my wonderful partner, Adam. Yeah. And through that, I think you just so many times we forget that, as Colin said, that the nations are right in front of us. And, you know, I hear so many people that are like, hey, I'm going to share the gospel, so I'm going to go far away, which is so wonderful. But we forget that there are people that are hurting. Um, so many conversations I have doing evangelism are, not, are about the gospel, but it's people that know the gospel but are hurting and felt like they still need Jesus. And there's also people that have never heard Jesus that you're sitting there and you're like, you go to Texas A&M, how have you not heard of Jesus? <laughs> And then there's also people that just needed to be encouraged to share the gospel themselves. One of my coolest stories was um, a girl, I shared the gospel with her, and then she went out and shared the gospel with her roommate. And it was just so incredible to get to see that. But that's just a little, oh, and then I, I always forget. Also, um, through Grace and the partnership that I've had here, really been encouraged to um, go international. And so this summer... I'll be leading a team to Athens, Greece, and I'm really excited to see what the Lord has there. And so if you are going, I'm so excited to see what the Lord will do. If you aren't going, please be praying for us as we impart to share the gospel. But as I share my final thoughts, I want to um, just say my life, uh, a verse that the Lord really put on my heart, which is 1 John 3:18. Dear children, 
Let us not love with words or tongue, but in action and in truth. But just in that, so many conversations I have with girls are them saying, you know, I really just want to get more involved. I really want to share the gospel. I really want God to change my life. But so much of the time they don't do anything and we just end up sitting on our couch and watching 12 hours of Friends. Let's be real. Um, And so with that, just want to encourage you. You have been given the gifts that the Lord has given you for a reason. And you are in College Station for a reason. And that is to use your gifts to share the gospel and to impact the kingdom of God. So I would encourage you just in these next few years, use your gift to glorify his name because there's no, there's no better mission to do and no greater gift to get to be a part of that. Thank you so much, and thank you for bearing with me. <laughs> I'll pass it back over to Matt. Thank you all for sharing. And uh, for those of you who are graduating or uh, moving on, also we will miss you. We'll pray for you. Uh, we're excited to see what the Lord is going to do in your life. And uh, Kaylee, I've been there. I, I resonate with that. I have had mornings like that myself. Well, um, like Jamie mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, this is my official last Sunday here as the college pastor. Um, I'm not leaving the church. I'm going to move to a new role, and I will give you a little bit more detail on that in a second. But let me just tell you a little bit about my time here. Uh, I came to A&M in 1994 and sat where you guys are sitting. When I got here, this was the church. Uh, this building was the whole thing. If you envision this room with uh, dark red shaggy carpet and pews and white walls and uh, just kind of sad looking, uh, that, was, uh, that was the church. This was it. And so we came over here and uh, it was during those years going to this church and then connecting with the community of believers at A&M that uh, God really gripped my heart to be a part of the Great Commission to be a part of making disciples here and around the world. I grew up knowing the Lord, learning to walk with Him, but as often happens, and I'm sure many of you would relate to this, that college is a unique time in which uh, you have an opportunity for the very first time in your life, I think, to own your faith and own who you are in a unique way, and that's what happened for me here Uh, So after seminary 2004, Shannon and I came back here. Uh, We had no kids when we got here. She had one child uh, that was growing inside of her. Elizabeth, our daughter, was born in September, a couple months after we got here. Uh, Elizabeth is now going to be in third grade here in the fall. And uh, since then, we've had two others, Abigail and Samuel. And we've loved being a part of this ministry as time has gone on. Uh, we've recognized, and I've recognized a couple of things. One, that I, I felt that the college ministry would benefit from some fresh leadership, from somebody who was coming in and able to teach to you guys right where you are. And so I'm excited. Some of y'all have come to the evening service a little bit, maybe this semester. You have met Jacob Smith. He's going to join the college staff. He'll be teaching here starting this summer and into the fall. He's a very gifted teacher. Trey Corey, who teaches over at our Southwood campus, will lead the college team. And uh, we are extremely excited about the team that God is putting together. Uh, What I'm going to do, I am moving to a role at the church that is going to be a communication strategy pastor. Uh, I will also be teaching around the church, but a couple of years ago, our elders identified that we would like to take the distinctive elements of Grace Bible Church, that we are fiercely committed to the gospel of grace, uh, that we are deeply committed to college ministry, 
and leadership development, we would like to take those things and expand our reach around the world. So that's really what I have been charged with doing as a pastor for the next however long the Lord uh, keeps me in that role. So I will be overseeing all of our resources online, our blogs, podcasts, any articles, books, all of those sort of things that we do. I'll also be helping us communicate to our church congregation, uh, helping put together conferences, more of those, and uh, leadership training seminars and those sort of things, as well as teaching just kind of in a rotation around the church. So you guys will still see me around, but Jacob will be here on a weekly basis As I was thinking about this week, though, I thought, what would I communicate? What do I want to communicate to you as I'm about to uh, leave for a different role? My last Sunday here as college pastor, what would I say? And here's what I came to is that the things that I want to say are really the same things that I have said week in and week out for the past nine years. And I'm going to walk through them. And maybe it is that you've come in here week after week and maybe you've remembered some of the stories. You go, yeah, I remember that great dog illustration that Matt told, or how he hated puppies at one point in his life, or something like that. And you got that, but there were some critical concepts that may still be fuzzy in your mind. And so before I leave this morning, I just want to reiterate a few concepts. Uh, what would I say to you as you're pursuing college and as you're maybe about to graduate college, as you're going away for the summer, a few concepts that I think will help you walk with Jesus Christ for a lifetime, right? The first one is this, never stop getting to know Jesus. Never stop getting to know Jesus. Let me read you one of my favorite passages in the Bible, Philippians 3, verses 7 to 11. But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as lost for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Never stop pursuing Jesus. Paul says, everything else in my life takes a backseat to this, that I want to know him, because in him is the power of resurrection that raised Jesus from the dead. And I want to pursue that with all of my heart. I'm sure that most of you at some point during college have found yourself attracted to another person. And if you are, particularly guys, if you want to impress a girl, you are going to take note of her preferences and her likes and her tastes and her dislikes, right? So when Shannon and I were dating, I noticed that she liked Coca-Cola, not Pepsi, right? Not Mr. Pibb, not Dr. Pepper, Coca-Cola. And so I made a point to go to places that served that, right? I know. I noticed that she loved France. She'd been to Paris. She was a French miner. Everything about France and Paris. And so every opportunity I had to give her a book about France or uh, to learn something new about it and talk about it, I tried to do. Uh, In fact, shortly after we got married, we had an opportunity to go do a summer mission trip debriefing. And it happened to be in France. It happened to be in Paris that year. And so I came home and I said, hey, would you be interested in going to do a debriefing for our trade winds team? And she goes, yeah, maybe. Let me check the calendar. I go, well, okay. It's in Paris. She goes, yep, we're there, right? (laughs) When you are getting to know somebody, uh, you work hard to know who they are, what they like, what they dislike, and you want to know everything about them. Now, it's harder to do 
as you've been married for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. It's harder to maintain that level of enthusiasm. And some of you have seen this with your own parents. I'll never forget when Shannon and I were first dating, sitting in a nice restaurant, and we're talking, we're having good conversation, and I look over, and there's this middle-aged couple at this nice restaurant with wonderful food in front of them, and they are staring at the tablecloth, and not a word passed between them for the whole meal. And I thought, okay, well, maybe they had an argument on the way here, or maybe they just aren't interested in each other anymore. And that's tragic. And that can happen in our relationship with Christ as well. Many of you can remember that time when you first came to know him. Maybe it was when you were a kid. Maybe it was here in college. And everything from the scripture was new and exciting. Everything about Jesus was something you wanted to know and to love. It's so easy to lose that sense of our first love. So my challenge is never stop knowing him. Read and study his word. Spend time talking to him. Spend time asking, what is his will for my life? Get to know him. Never stop knowing Jesus. Secondly, never stop loving people. Never stop loving people. 1 John 4, 7-9. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. By this, the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, so that we might live through him. God demonstrated his love for us because he gave us Jesus. And when you and I love others, we demonstrate the character of Jesus Christ. So you never stop loving people. That's hard to do. I think we live in a world, and it's not just in our time, but I think we live in a world where we tend to view people as items that we use or as nuisances in our way. And I don't think often that things like Facebook and Twitter help us with that terribly much. I I was sitting at another restaurant, another restaurant story, but uh, a few months ago, sitting, uh, eating with my wife and family, and I looked over and there was a group of college students at the table next to us, about eight of them, and all of them were doing this. I'm not even sure if they knew there were other people sitting there, right? Sometimes we have to look people in the eye. Notice the pains and the joys and the struggles that are going on in people's lives so that we can ask God, how would you have me interact with that person? How would you have me love that person? So when someone comes and says, you know, I'm, I'm hurt. I don't know who I am. I don't know what God is doing in my life. You don't want to go, wait a minute, my followers are waiting for this tweet. Sorry, what was that? Okay. Never stop loving people as Jesus loved people. That's hard to do. Because we live in our own little worlds. I'm as guilty of it as anybody. And yet God has called us in Jesus Christ to be a light for the gospel so that men and women will know that he loved us so much he gave Jesus to die and rise again so we can have eternal life. That's the heart of the message of this church because it is the heart of the message of the scripture. God loves you. He gave Jesus for you, and now he calls you to share that with the world. So we never stop loving people. I've been convicted of this even in the past week at our uh, senior Sunday, our, our graduating senior lunch last Sunday. The speaker talked about the uh, opportunity that he and his wife had had to invest in their neighbors' lives, and I thought, if I'm honest, sometimes I see my neighbors as a nuisance. 
The neighbor who doesn't mow his lawn, whose yard is cluttered with stuff. Do I look at him as a nuisance or do I look at him as a person who's struggling? Who can't quite pay the bills and doesn't have the time or the money to mow his lawn. And I can get irritated or I can help. And in Jesus Christ, God calls us to say what's most important, what's really going to last, is that I invest in the lives of people because Jesus Christ died and rose for me. And I'll leave an impact for eternity because I have the opportunity here to serve others, to love others, and share Jesus with them. So never stop loving people. And then lastly, never stop making disciples. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Jesus came up and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus has given us a task. To go into all the world and make disciples. That is, teach people to follow him. To know what he said. To understand who he is. And it's hard to stay on task. Some of us have a hard time staying on task just in those normal functions of life, right? Much less over the long haul. One of my roommates uh, in college uh, was known for entering a time warp whenever it was time for us to go to dinner. Let me explain what I mean. We would all gather in the hallway of our dorm and we'd say, all right, we're going to go to dinner. And Blake would say, okay, I'm going to go put my shoes on. And he would walk back down the hall to the room and then he'd be gone for like 15 minutes. And we'd sit there in the hall and go, how could it take that long for someone, an adult, to tie his shoes? What is going on? Finally, we would go down there and you'd find him and his roommate would have like a documentary about jellyfish or something. And Blake had gotten so sucked into it that he completely forgot what we were doing. And we're all standing there. He didn't have his shoes on. He's standing there barefoot watching the TV. Well, we're ready to go. It's hard to stay on task. And we'd remind him, oh yeah, let's put the shoes on. Let's go eat. We're hungry. It's hard to stay on task. Maybe you relate to that as you're approaching finals, right? I know. I just went from preaching to meddling, didn't I? Right? It's hard to focus. It's hard to focus for a couple of days, much less for a lifetime. And the reality is that your life, at times, it'll seem like it's going fast. At times, it'll seem long. And things that you put your hope in will disappoint you. There will be times that your job seems routine and boring. There will be times that even your family or your marriage does not provide you with the level of joy and satisfaction that right now you're hoping it will. There will be times that you are stressed by money and finances and feel overwhelmed and you just want to escape. And I think too many of us make the choice then to say, what I'm going to seek is comfort and security and escape. I'm going to fill my days with stuff that doesn't really matter, but takes my mind off of the stress and the pain and the suffering that I feel. When in reality, we have been given the hope of eternity because Jesus died and rose for us and the power of his spirit that lives within us. Everybody will experience hardship. Everybody will experience trial. Everybody will experience the temptation to get off task and say, I just really want to make my life about getting through. And so my challenge to you is do not stop making 
disciples. If you don't know Jesus this morning, the message of the scripture, the message of this church to you is that Jesus died for you and rose again. So you can have eternal life, the hope that there is a day coming when all sin, pain, trial, suffering, hardship will be removed and Jesus will reign forever. And for those that know him, we have the privilege of sharing that with the world here and around the globe and telling people Jesus loves you. Jesus died and rose again for you. Follow him, follow him, follow him. Invest your life in making disciples. Never stop knowing Jesus. Never stop loving others. Never stop making disciples. Lock your sights on those things and your life will count for eternity much more than simply investing in a job, simply investing in a career, simply investing in a bank account or prestige or whatever it may be. Know him and make disciples. It's such a privilege for me to be just one part of what this church is doing and of what God is doing around the world. I love the opportunity to share God's word with you, and I'm confident that I'll have other opportunities to do that. But it's been an unbelievable privilege for me to be a part of your lives for the last several years. My prayer is that as this ministry, as this church moves forward, and as you guys move forward in your life, that you will remain focused on knowing Jesus, loving his people, and making disciples. We're going to sing a song as we close. I'm going to pray for us. It's a song with everything, I think is what we're closing with. That's right? Okay, good. (laughs) With everything, with everything I have, I want to live my life to lift him up. Would you guys pray with me? Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to praise you, for the opportunity to have minds and bodies and hearts that can serve you in a relationship with you. Father, as we sing, I pray that we would remember all that you have given us in Jesus Christ. And I pray for each of us as we go out from here, we would devote our time and our energy and our resources to leaving a legacy that will last even after we're in the grave for eternity. Till the day we stand around your throne, fall on our faces, and praise you forever and ever. Father, that is what we want to do with everything we have, that our lives would shout your praise to a world that desperately needs to hear of you. And in gratitude for all you have done for us in Jesus Christ, we ask that you would, through the power of your spirit, help us to do that to give our lives to you so they will be a living sacrifice that the nations will see and know the greatness of our God and the power of Jesus. We pray all of this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.